You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Family Rules, the podcast. This is the audio version, the podcast version of what you'll see on BYU TV. But here we have, I'll say it, a little bit more fun. We have a little bit more time to explore the family topics that mean a lot to me, and I hope they mean a lot to you. One thing that is not lost on me is the rare opportunity through this show and through this podcast to talk about family, not in a big, sweeping, romanticized way, but more of a practical, on the ground, in the moment, from our house to yours, sharing practical, tactile solutions that we hope will inspire your family, improve your family dynamic, and ultimately bring your family closer. Today's podcast is going to be a good one, and I say that with 100% confidence. I'll tell you why I know that in just a minute. First, though, the topic on the table is one that I think will connect to, I hope it will connect with a lot of people out there, and that is the topic of individuality, raising these young people, these children that God has entrusted us with as individuals, catering, even customizing our parenting style to their needs, to their personalities, and to their strengths. I have to tell you, motherhood came a little bit later in my life than I would have chosen for myself if the timeline were up to me. But while I was in that waiting phase, before I was even a mother myself, I found myself in, I'll say awe or admiration, of the kind of parent who knows their kids, as in they can identify what makes them tick, what makes them sing, what makes them spark. They almost know ahead of time what their child is going to say or how they will react in a certain situation. I've always had such admiration for parents who know the, know their children, who know their children on such an intimate and personal level. And our guests today, guests plural, fit that bill and meet that description by every drip of the word. Alex and Julie Boyer are two people I am so honored to call friends. You likely know them in slightly different different titles. So I'll just lay the list out and we can celebrate their awesomeness together. They're a power couple and together they share seven kids, soon to be eight. And as they do that, they help these beautiful babies, these beautiful children embrace each of their unique gifts. So Alex is a singer, a songwriter. He's a musician that has totally earned the pop star status in my book. Julie is an author. She's a self-described mominator and she produces the family's popular YouTube videos. So who better? I say, who better to dish on getting our kids' personalities to shine than Alex and Julie Boye? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Is it so fun to listen to someone talk about you when you're just hanging out on the what? phone line? I just, like... Let's just get it out of the way because who in their right mind, and when I say who I'm referring to myself, asks a 38-week <laughs> pregnant mominator, a mama, to a, be on a, a podcast. Fellow, you're a trooper. A fellow pregnant mominator. Yes, yeah, you're a trooper. <laughs> I know you're a little bit further down the road than I, I am. We literally are weeks away from Boye baby number eight. Yes. How are you feeling? Get it out. I'm done. She's done. She's done. I know you get to a point you're really sick of You're sick of people asking how you're feeling. He, she's a trooper, Alex. You see firsthand. I know you know. 
There's, yep, yep. I, I just had somebody say to me, well, you're not as fat this time around. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that should be your well, next I'm book. Wishing, I should, I'm going to give her one of these sticks that she can carry and it's got slap anyone who Please. says dumb stuff. Yeah. She'll just be hurting people. <laughs> that should be your next book. All the one-liners you should never say ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. The most recent was, are you guys running a foster home? Oh my gosh. That was, can that I, was let's funny. just pause because Julie, you had me, I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. I was so too. Julie I was shared this oh, before Christmas. <laughs> it was so like mid-December and you shared it on your Instagram. I hope you saved it. I begged you to save it. Because oh, I did. It's a highlight. Only Julie could laugh this off. I think I really would have clocked the gal, but set it up. You were in a store and you had a few of your kids with you. Oh, we had all of them. And we okay, were at good. Chukarama on Thanksgiving dinner. And even Alex was like, well, well what'd you think I was? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's looking at all these little brown kids, you know what I mean? And yeah. Julie's wife, she's like, yeah. are you running a foster home? Oh did gosh. you not see me there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I get the adoption question. That doesn't bother me. But, like, the foster home was like, a l- it stung just a little bit. But I just, all I could do was laugh or I was going to start to cry because I felt so stung. You're the best. And then you delivered the punchline, which was you left the store and climbed into? Yes, into my, my sprinter. <laughs> the best. 15 wagon van, yeah. Listen, if you're Miss Hannigan, I love I love her. I love you. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, that was, you You guys are great sports. You roll with it. And I guess you have to roll with it with seven soon to be eight, right? Was Is there a goal number in mind? Is eight the number? Was there a number? That's such a personal question. But did you always set up to have a big, beautiful family? I didn't know I was going to have eight kids. I did not. <laughs> I never, ever imagined hey, it. pause, because I will never forget when he said, I think we should get married. And I said, you you want to have babies with me? And he said, hundreds of them. <gasps> oh, oh, did I say that? I will never forget hey, you got to say the right thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Come on now. It's like, I, I remember one time when she was asked, she says, so I, I think we were dating. She's like, how many yeah. kids do you want? And I remember just thinking, shoot, this could make or break it. Like, if <laughs> I, like, what do I say? And then I was like, I think I said something like, you know what? As many as you can handle, honey. And it was like, yes. Because it was just like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm still in. I'm still in you know the game. What? There never was a number. I, it's, it's, it's in my blood and in my DNA. I just come from hundreds of cousins and my grandmothers had 10 and 13. So I don't, I don't, and I had my, the pregnancies are, are, are good in comparison to lots of other you women well. who struggle yeah. and have, have a hard time. But, you know, I don't think we were shooting for eight, but I, I, there was some little spirits that were haunting me. That needed <laughs> she to keeps having these dreams, heart. like she Moses or something. She's like, oh, there's another one. I can feel there's another one <laughs> in the fridge. So I'm like, oh, not again. No. <laughs> Alex, based on your math, hundreds, there's at least 92 more. So I don't know. Exactly. What- <laughs> I'm like, enough of your dreams, Moses. You're done, Joseph. Listen, no more dreams. <laughs> listen, I know there's this cliche line like, wow, well, when you make babies as cute as yours, but that is absolutely true with the boys. And I have to say, beyond that, I, and I am not just saying this because we're friends or because I'm talking to you, you know, via via Zoom at this moment or that I'm trying to butter you up. I genuinely love watching you parent. And we get a little bit of a front row glimpse through your through your boy family, Jules, YouTube, which I love subscribing to and I love looking in on. But you seem both of you seem to genuinely enjoy parenting. I mean, yes, it's crazy. And I know, Julie, you like to say I'm going to show it all. What, what's your line? The good, the bad. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the bloody. Yeah, I mean, it's all out there, but you're still laughing. You're still having fun, and I sense that joy, that parenting joy from you. Does that come naturally, or is that an effort? 
Oh, I mean, I would say more effort than natural, but he, <laughs> he is, he is so natural at it and helps to chill me out when I am stressed out or when I'm at my max or, you know, max capacity because he is more, well, are you more natural at it? Or is it I, I, have, I have no idea. I just don't, I, you know, you just live life day to day and try and embrace everything. But I, I had a moment just last week when, um, my uh, oldest wrote wrote me a you know my Christmas card, and she was just saying stuff you know thanks dad for being my dad and stuff, oh. and I lost it. It was the first time where I had this really you know you always see on those old Christmas movies and like you know someone someone gives a tribute to their dad and everyone starts crying you know what I mean and dad starts crying. That was my first time I've ever had that experience where I was like these are my kids and they were thanking me. Yeah. Maybe it's because they weren't old enough. I don't know. But it really hit me just so hard. I was like, this is incredible. And even two weeks ago, again, I was just like, I'm a dad. (laughs) So it's still, it's just realization. I'm a dad. You know, I'm a father. And and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's almost like maybe God saying to me, isn't that awesome? You know what I mean? Like, but with me, I, I look a lot, I look at where I came from. Yeah. You know, being homeless, eating food out of trash cans one time, having dreams about being in a better place than I was, you know, living in and out of nightclubs and sleeping under DJ booths because that's the only place that I could sleep and stuff like that. And so I always get these moments where also I'm like, I'm a dad. Like, I'm a dad. I have, I'm married. You know, I have kids. Like, because it's just, I never, so many years I never really thought of me as being that, as ever, ever having that title, and especially growing up single parent family, not knowing my father. So I think with me, there's been many, it can go either way. Sure. You know, um, there can be that generational kind of curse where you're like, you repeat the same thing because sure. you're, you know, you just think that your woman's going to leave you because your dad wasn't very, you know, just that. So that's one, some things that I've had to fight and say, no, I refuse. I'm going to break the chain. I want to be, I want to have, Kids and I want to have kids come in the house and say, "Dad," and that there will be a father that would answer, "Yeah, I'm here." There's, so there's so much to respect about that, but can I just pause at the marvel that you just expressed? Like, how often as a parent do we marvel at the awe-inspiring yeah. opportunity to parent? Because we are caught up in the good, the bad, the ugly, and the bloody. Yeah. Using J- Julie's phrase, and I appreciate the realness you put forward, but. I love that challenge to maybe pause and marvel at what we've been tasked with and what we've been gifted. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true because he has he has the perspective that that I don't. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was born and raised with everything I've ever needed. I had great Christmases. I got to go to Disneyland with my parents. I I had schooling. I had people looking over my shoulder, helping me with math. Where he was just left and forgotten by anyone that I ever knew him. And mm. so when he is, you know, during COVID, when we're in a financial strain, and sure. when we're struggling, you know, just like everybody else, he's like, we're fine. What's the problem? Like, I, we have a roof. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. He's like, no, <laughs> we have a roof over our head. We have, we have clothes when I have had neither of those things at one point in my life. I've just never experienced that. Yeah. So yeah. he brings all this perspective that makes me just shut up. Just stare at the it's, roof and feel grateful. Well, what would you say? I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What would you say is each other's strongest parenting strength? Strongest strength. That's very articulate, Brooke. What would you say is 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 your is your partner's parenting superpower? Like the strength they bring forward that makes your family tick and hum the way it does. I would say, especially Julie's strong point, like a hundred percent. You know, is structure. 
mm. and organization and stuff like that because most guys, we don't have that, you know? We have it for certain things. But when it comes to a structure on looking after other people, yeah, you know? Like, even if you're a boss at work and you're a guy, you got the secretary and you got women that's taking care of the rest of the employees, right? You're just answering and you tell them, do this, do this, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's like, there's nowhere where we can have that experience where we're actually good at it. So that, that's, a, that's been like, you know, if I've been away for a few days or week and I come home and it's like the house is still amazing. Like if she goes away for a week and she comes home, she'd be like, oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Like Hiroshima. Julie just demonstrated a firework you know going off yeah, in, yeah. Their, in so, their room. So, so I tell you, I really admire, appreciate, and I'm very, very grateful for it yeah. because... And then it helps me to be able to do what I know that I'm supposed to be doing too. I feel that God has called me to do certain things, you know? But one thing as I never say is God has called me to do certain things. So I should not be taking care of family. That's not it. There's God has called me to be a dad, called me to be at home, but he's also called me for something that I know is bigger than me. And so I would not be able to do all that yeah. if I didn't have somebody like Julie with her organizational skills and her structure yeah. to be able to put it all in the right place. Julie, you talked about his perspective. Is there any other characteristic that you think he brings? Yeah, with, I, I mean, mean I there's many, say, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I run, I do. Uh-huh. I run a tight ship, that's for sure. And and so with with that, like the house is clean because... I always say behind every well-behaved child is a Nazi of a mother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I'm on their case. And, and sometimes, you know, it's better to have the mess and have happy kids yeah. than the clean house and the kids that are crying because I've yelled at them. So I mean, there's, balance, right? there's a fine want, balance and yeah. sometimes I'm not great at it. So I would say his two of his strongest, you know, points are, you know, just obviously optimism. Mm-hmm. Just optimism in general, but for life, even through the struggle of that. And um, he is a nurturer more than me, which is I embarrassing. No, I He's love that. He kisses his sons and his daughters, hugs them, cuddles with them, talks with them. Like he nurtures better than the woman in the house. You know what? That well, is look, under... You don't realize is that, you know, I know that, you know, Ju- Julie didn't have, she had love in the home. But it wasn't demonstrative. We just weren't huggers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of generational as well. Sure. And so when I when I look at me, mine was kind of more, if I ever have, if I'm ever in this experience, because I've seen the, the, the negative parts, really negative parts of, of family life. Right. So I'm like, no, I'm not having that. That's not going to be me when, I, when I'm that person. When I have an opportunity to be a dad, I'm going to be a father and a dad. So it, for me... It was just the stuff that I saw, which was like, you wouldn't want to wish on your worst enemy. Yeah. So that's been something that's been, dry. and I'm grateful for it now. You know, like that. you talk about, God always says he'll turn your weaknesses into strengths. And my strengths have come from these weaknesses that I did not want to pass on to my future family. I mean, I have to tell myself, Julie, give her a hug. <laughs> because it's, I just don't. You know what? I love, I've never heard you reference this between the two of you. And we've done, we had several conversations over the years, but I love, I love it for a couple of reasons. One, I think nurturing is an under-celebrated strength, especially in fathers, especially in men. I, my dad was a nurturer. He was the kiss the baby. And I came from Mm -hmm. that. And I've watched my husband maybe not have a natural inclination toward that, but want to, and a learn, you know, a learned approach to that. And I appreciate it so much. And Julie, 
I think there's a lot of women out there that say maybe cuddling isn't my love language, right? Maybe yeah. maybe that's not a natural point of of love or, or expression of love. For I mean, me. and I think and like it's you know like like they say to in our church like women are more naturally nurturing than men, and but that doesn't mean that they're comfortable with it. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily great at it. They may be more more of a nurturing person sure. than a male, but not all of us. Sure. It takes some work for me, like to be like, oh my gosh, like if they kiss me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I have to remember to kiss them on the cheek and yeah. to stroke their face and ask them about their day and give them a hug. But again, and- it's weaknesses becoming strengths yeah. through effort, through work, through conscious and purposeful parenting. Let's talk about this topic of individuality, which if, if I can peel back the, the production curtain a little bit, when this topic was first proposed by the Family Rules television producers, I kind of, I, I had a hit the break moment. It was a little bit of a pause because I'm thinking, I mean, it's it's either there or it's not. You know, your child is who they are. They come, we know, in many ways programmed with certain characteristics and strengths. But I wasn't sure how we could expand the topic of individuality into actual tangible tools and, and takeaways for parents, which is always our goal. But as you, as the two of you have have kind of opened my eyes to, it again speaks to that purposeful parenting, to that conscious effort to explore the individuality of each of your children. And you have this challenge on the table times seven. So talk to me about. We'll just do blanket blanket definition here. Individuality. How do you internalize that as a parent? What does that mean to you? How do you celebrate it? How do you honor it? What does that look like in your home? I got to tell you, uh, the individuality I'm thinking, I'm realizing it runs all the way through our kids to also myself and Julie. Oh, yeah. But let's talk to our, about our kids first. Okay. Like, for example, there's, there's something that Julie spotted years ago that's turned into gold. And this was our oldest, you know, she was, um, we were coming home, the garage door opened, and our kid was holding onto the garage door, and the garage door lifted her up. Oh, that oh, was no. raising. Oh, no. And she, and oh, she no. had this. I was so, like, oh. But she had this strength yeah. that Adana was still holding on. And Julia's like, holy cow, I'm going to put her in gymnastics. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? screamed at her to and, let go. Yeah. I was like, you're going to break your knees. And she, she was right. Yeah, she just held it. She's like, this is awesome. And I got to tell you, Brooke, now I'm seeing my daughter. It's like I've seen such joy in her face. Like sometimes when she's been so down on something or whatever, and but she has joy in her face when she goes and does gymnastics and she accomplishes something. I've always said that, you know, something we, we've been talking about more is that what are the three things that people need to have? Uh, some Somebody to love, mm-hmm. something to look forward to. And what was the other one then? I can't remember because I only yeah. remember something to look forward to. Yeah. That's all I need. And so, She's like so a baby, this, a baby so in two yeah. weeks, getting yeah. a baby yeah. out. Is that is that what yeah. we're looking forward to? So this has been a big thing for us. It's like, what do our kids look forward to and how can we monopolize on that? Well, and it's you been great I mean? for her because it has taught her so many life lessons. Yeah. She's like, if I can do a back walkover on a beam, I can get these stitches in my forehead. Yeah. You know, but having said that, you know, I'm, I've kind of put them all in gymnastics because I feel like it's a great sport for flexibility, strength, agility, everything that they'll do hereafter right. will, you know, is, is a benefit from what they've learned in gymnastics. But having said that, India, the eight-year-old is on the beam, snapping her fingers, totally in la-la land, singing, dancing on the beam, so getting you know in what trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She's she get her she on that stage with her daddy. She's a performer. She <laughs> yeah. loves. You can tell that's what she wants to be. I'm glad that she had that foundation, though. 
That's yeah. one yeah. thing Julie yeah. has always said. I want to have all my kids have this foundation where they are just strong they're physically. Strong. There's a mental fortitude with that sport mental, as yeah, well. Yeah. How so do you know, here. Julie, you've talked, you and I have talked before about throwing things at your kids and seeing what sticks. How do you know? I mean, it's one thing when you're seeing right in front of your eyes the success or the medals or the pride that comes from nailing that beam routine or nailing that vault. What about the in-betweens that aren't as tangible? Like I'm thinking of, I guess, softer skills. Maybe it's a music instrument. Maybe it's something they love, but they're not quite excelling at. How do you know what really sticks and what really is going to serve your kids individually in the long run? I have put, I think, the nine-year-old Xander into every sport that I can think of. I mean, you name it. And he just kind of runs out of steam, doesn't love it. And it frustrates me because I want him active. I want to run him down to the ground so that he will be exhausted at night and sleep and wake up refreshed. But he just has not really loved any of them. But when you give him a tinker box and when you give him a, what is it? A Rubik's cube. Yeah. And when you give him a freaking Nintendo, like, you know, like all kids, they're all boys. He is in the zone when he has something that he's using his brain. He wants to be like a little engineer. And I just kind of, you know, I've learned that example from my sisters where, you know, they're a family of golfers and they're a family of, of tennis, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to play the, like their kid wants to play the violin. And she's like, Oh, when she's this hardcore, you know, gritty mother who wants him to play baseball and win and be aggressive. He wants to play the cello. And so the husband gets frustrated where she is like, that's just what he wants to do. And you have to respect it at some point. So it's kind of humbling myself to be like, he likes the Rubik's Cube. He doesn't so much like the basketball. And going down so that path. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard for me to yes. just to yeah. kind of be like, okay, that's what he Well, especially because you see it, a potential need, right? Air quotes, yeah. need that, that he could benefit from. However, you're honoring his individual personality and interest. But I do make them do, they have to do some sort of physical activity yeah. also. Yeah. Along with the Rubik's Cube. His bedtime has yeah. to come at 8.30 and you got to oh, be yeah. tired. You got you to gotta <laughs> yeah. be tired, buddy. Talk to me about this idea of the one-on-one. We know it's so valuable. The more kids you have, the harder it becomes to invest in that one-on-one time. But you've really seen the power of that individual investment play out in each of your kids. I, I remember reading, uh, hearing something that um, uh, it was Tim Ballard uh, from OUR Rescue and... Uh, and he said something really interesting where he was away a lot from his kids, away a lot. And he was, it was hurting him. And he, he kind of sought the Lord in prayer and the Lord said to him something really interesting. And I, this is not for everyone. I think it was just a specific thing for him, but it, it, it helped me in certain ways. And he said, there's, yes, there are times when you might only be able to spend half an hour, you know, 10 minutes or something because they're, hustling, bustling, you get back, they're still busy. They got to go to classes and do all this stuff. And he said, but you can have the five minutes you have or the 10 minutes you have, pray that it will be the type of quality that was just as strong that it could be like it's been six months. So there are things that I think one of the things that we need to focus on a lot more is the unseen help and the power that is available to us, every one of us. I don't care how much we're struggling how good or how bad we're doing, there is this uh, power that is available to all of us to take us out of deep water. And sometimes I feel that we don't, we, we, could, we could, it's this gift. And sometimes we spend so much time thinking, how do we do this? How do I, 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 mm-hmm. I, what about the partnership with God? 
It's his children. It's not ours. They're on loan to us. So he knows what they need more than we do. And so, although that's why it's like Julie has this intuition sometimes on these kids and I'm like, no, no, they're fine. And all of a sudden it's exactly what she said. And I'm realizing God's working with her. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she might just think, oh no, it's nothing. Big deal. She's got it. I've had similar experiences and, and only only through motherhood. I know, I know that's not the only way you can have these type of no, promptings, I, I but it's it. distinct when you're a mom, I think, and you do yeah. feel it for your children. Can you think of a time where you followed a prompting like that and it's, it's paid off to individually help or serve or improve a child's progression? Do, do you know, I can think of just back to the one-on-one really fast. Um, it's usually at bedtime. Usually at bedtime when we're trying to put, because it's a lot easier to put them to bed one at a time as opposed to three at a time when they're just messing around. And so we take five minutes to watch a little YouTube video or like Latter-day Kids or to talk about their day where I'm forced to remember, remember telling myself, pet them. Talk <laughs> <laughs> to them. Pet the child. <laughs> so we do like the one-on-one at night or, or you know, and I try to take one-on-ones in some, with something that they struggle in. Like, well, I've got a six-year-old who is has a hard time academically. And so I will take, force myself to take that time to sit with him to read. And lots of times mothers hate reading with their kids because it's so painful. <laughs> but that's, you know, I'll pick a struggle as opposed to a strength so that I can kind of bond with them in their struggle to help them maybe know that I love that. It's a good experience. Bond, with, bond to, through like, a struggle, not also. just a strength. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I like that. It's good. <laughs> yes, Alex is like, we should coin that. Yeah, that should that. be the title of your next book. Speaking of books, That's you know, I book. love your mominator book. I think every mom should have it and read it regularly to remind ourselves of how, how awesome we are. And you're awesome. That term mominator, what does that mean to you, Julie? I just always, it's, to to say it simply, it's I don't dominate, I mominate. Yes, ma'am. So you are dominating in all aspects of motherhood and you're still a woman and you still have an identity, but you're a mom. But it's not the only part of you. What's a parenting win for you guys as it relates to this topic of individuality? I guess we can end there. How do you know when you are celebrating and honoring the individual strengths, weaknesses, you know, highs, lows of this beautiful spirit that God has entrusted you with. How do you know when you're doing it? I think it's when you're just letting things, sometimes you just got to let things happen. There's stuff you can't control. You can't control our kids. We can't control how they're going to be, how they're going to turn up. But we've got to embrace them, the good and the bad. Sometimes where it's easy to be conditional sometimes. Like if our kid comes home with a bad grade, it's like that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. Not the fact that it's a D now, but like last week it was an E. But the <laughs> fact that it was a D, it was just like, no, you know, we, it's easy to focus on that D. And so sometimes we don't, and I've done this sometimes where I realize, wait, I'm, I'm dissing on this little kid, you know, because I want the best for him. You know what I mean? But I'm realizing is that his best is different from my best. If he's taken, if he's taken three steps back and five steps forward, and I'm wanting him to take 10 steps forward, he's still made something, you know what I mean? He's still sure. made a, what's the word? Um, progress? Yeah, made progress. And sometimes we don't look at that as much. So we need to just find every good thing in our kids as opposed to look for every bad thing because that's easy to do. I love that. Celebrate them. And that's what, and I really believe that it starts to change their DNA. They feel, they start feeling it's okay for them to come to you 
and approach you about stuff because you're not going to diss them. You're not going to ridicule them and say, well, you could have got a better grade and this and that. And so yeah, they're now safe. they're safe with you. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's more for me to give them a safe place than to tell them that they suck getting a D. Well, no well one said. says that, but we focus on the D. I want to focus on, I don't care what you get. Yeah. I still love you. That's what I need them to know. Yeah. I don't care if you're failing miserably in your classroom. Yeah. I still love you and you can come to me and it's a safe place. That's, that's more important because then they want to have an A. Yeah. Yeah. Instead that's of it. us forcing, you can't force that's them to it. get an A, but the love and, and letting them know they're safe, that's what makes them work harder. I love that. Julie, I think the parenting what about for me? Yeah, I think I just am reminded of Cinderella's mother when she says, have courage and be kind. Because when they're kind and, you know, when I get a letter from the teacher who said, hey, I just want to let you know that your child today befriended someone who was crying at recess. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I, I don't care about anything else except for the fact that they cared about another human, that they were courageous in something that they were scared to death to do, but did it anyway you know, and um, I love being able to celebrate their milestones, our little club foot mm-hmm. baby who's walking. Like, mm-hmm. that's a parenting win because amazing. we did, along with the doctor, the work to twist that. his foot. You know, I mean, that was a parenting yeah. win. And any anytime they, they walk, tie their own shoes, swing themselves on the swing, you know, pump themselves, buckle themselves in the car seat themselves, wipe their own bottoms. Like, those are all parenting wins that because because they are one themselves. So, I mean, they, you know, they, they have succeeded in a hard task, but yes. the ones that yes. are, that are the kindness, courageous things for me are the big winners. That stand out. Well, you know, I love you both. I respect you both. I look up to you and I did long before my own parenting journey began, but certainly more so now. I love the front row seat we have to your life. How can we follow along? How can we look in? How can we see the epic labor dance that I know is coming from Julie Boyer <laughs> yeah, in the coming. hospital? Yeah, yeah, a good one. I'd give you a little something right now. It's too bad this is audio only. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it, Julie really brings the energy in, in that oh, delivery room like nobody else. Where can we follow along, you guys? Oh, on Instagram or on YouTube, it's the Boye Family Jewels and Alex Boye Music. And um, yeah, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and that's about it. Alex, right? we can't yeah. wait to get you back on the stage, back in the studio. I know no one wants that yeah. more than you, but let's get this over with no so we can hug and sing we and party will. in person. This too shall pass. I love so it. Any in. names, any name sneak peeks, or is that sacred and reserved? No, we got a name. No, it's reserved for just a couple more weeks. Oh, she okay. wants to keep it for All right. Well, a little te- teaser, a little fish bait. I love you both. Thank you so much. Love you too. Thank Thanks you. for all you And did. who do we have that popped in? I just saw a face and heard some kisses. Hey, who you are? Say nice and loud. What's your name? Treyu. Treyu. Hi, Treyu. You ready for your baby sister, right? Yeah. Yeah, coming <laughs> soon. Thanks, boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye. See ya. Thanks, Brooke. You've been listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. That was Alex and Julie Boyer speaking on the topic of individuality, how we can, as parents, really invest in our child's and our grandchildren's individual personalities, draw out those strengths, even bond through those weaknesses, and become closer in our relationships because of it. If this conversation was helpful to you, which we hope it was, would you give us a subscribe on whatever platform you seek out your podcast through? Also, we would love to hear any feedback or comments. You can do that one of two ways. You can leave a review right there on your podcast platform. We would appreciate that. And thank you in advance. You can also follow the Family Rules family 
on Instagram and Facebook at Family Rules BYU TV. We'll be waiting there both on TV and radio. And we can't wait to catch up with you next time on Family Rules, the podcast. Family Rules, the podcast is a production of BYU Broadcasting.